Episode 7 of the 3 Northern Monkeys podcast. This week we're going to discuss the Mortal Kombat movie trailer, Birth of Something New or Fatal Blow. BlizzCon or was it worth watching? And I'll give you my personal experience of the COVID-19 jab. So, as always, I'm joined by Dan, so let's dive in. Episode 7, here we are, Dan, you and me, once again. How has the week treated you? How are we feeling? Pumped, enthused, hit me. I would say this week I am pumped. Yes, pumped, pumped. yes, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Um, Obviously, the sleep isn't great, but, you know... I'm getting enough. I feel good. I feel really good, mate. How about yourself? Sleeping through? Yes. Um, we've got like a bit of a pattern now. So basically what... Sorry, we... I don't know oh, that one. Sorry, my Alexa's just gone off with itself. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, <Hello>. so we've got... <laughs> yeah. Um... Love the Kinect. Well... Always bloody putting in, she is. Alexa. Alexa. Alexa's the third monkey for this podcast. <laughs> yeah so we got a bit of a pattern now so basically um amy's feeding rosie throughout the day so we try to we try to basically base it like i'm back in the office and then i'm going to take over from six and then i'm going to do the last feed about 12 one ish and then like hopefully yeah hopefully i'm going to get a good six 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 hours before i have to get up and go work so you know we're getting there we, we, we are getting really good sleep we, we're doing really well and amy's doing really well she's Proud of it. We are good. Good. Love it. Love it, mate. Well, the uh, the week's been relatively kind to me as well, apart from, well, not apart from, but obviously as I, I've updated you and I'll mention it a little bit towards the end of uh, our podcast today about having the old COVID jab. So I will uh, I will get into the details of that later on. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm feeling pumped and enthusiastic and uh, you know as we record this i believe boris is uh, giving us an update on how we could potentially start getting out of lockdown and uh, get back to some sort of normality so let's see let's see what he has to say but without further ado let's get into get over here the new model combat movie trailer what do we think of it dan I was really excited until about halfway through the trailer. Um, I want to go for the positive first. I, I think the the um, I think they got the right with the casting. Um, they're not trying to get other actors to play other actors. I think I think the, the casting looks good. Uh, I think the film looks really good. The the only grape I had with it was, and I, 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 this might just be the way modern trailers are these days. It might just be the way trailers are done. I just thought halfway through the trailer, I just think it kind of lost its way a little bit. And I, I don't, 
please God, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want it to be like a, a, a mid-budget production. But mm. the second half of that trailer to me seemed like it, it, it was going down that route. Do you know when, when they're showing all the characters? Yeah. And I was thinking, you don't need all this crap. What are you doing? You, you don't need to show us. You, you show us you've you shown us enough. And I just thought it, it looked very cheap the way they was doing it. Yeah, when you put too much into the trailer, I can agree with you that that you know sometimes when movies do do that. But I mean, give my opinion on it. Like I say, I think the opening, the opening bit of the the trailer, you know, where it was a little bit like secret agent type. You know, there's this person killing people. We don't know who it is. We're investigating, and then obviously in the trailer it shows that it's Sonya Blade who's part of this investigation team. And, you know, it's uh, Sub-Zero, who they're obviously finding is this, this assassin ninja. And then, obviously, I think it must be Jax, who obviously catches him. And then Sub-Zero decides to uh, freeze Jax's arms off and smash him into oblivion, which uh, then leads into why he ends up with his uh, biomechanical arms. Very, which... very, very clever, Doug. Yeah, which I thought was really good, but I have to agree with you. It sort of seems to have started off setting this almost like, you know, deep story, narrative-driven movie to then all of a sudden just, like, accelerate through the trailer. Yeah, I agree. You know, just bringing everybody in left, right and centre and, you know, Shang Tsung being in there and, you know, Goro being in there and... All these other people, you know, definitely saw Scorpion in there. Yeah. Um, like like I said, who, Jax is in there later on like, with his... Sorry, what was that, Dan? I was going to say, like, who they're saving? <laughs> who are they actually saving for the film? Nightwolf? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Raiden. Raiden was definitely in Ra- that. Kung Lao was in yeah. there. Yeah. Kung Lao was in the trailer. I, to me, um, that was that was definitely the point where I felt like it dropped off. But what you was going on at the beginning... This trailer started off, it was amazing. I had the shot of Jax getting his arm ripped off and then it cuts to like the, the MMA cage and like the, the streets and stuff like that, like cars and streets. I thought, this looks like the fucking bollocks. And then I just think it's lost its way. But the fighting looks really good. There's a lot of positives in there. Don't don't get me wrong, I'm not slagging this off at all. I, I think it, I think it's going to be a great film. I just that yeah, but like, second half of the you trailer. you discussed it a little bit offline, haven't we? And, you know, one of the things that I sort of think they should have done really, you know, to try and if they want to give, you know, Mortal Kombat as it were a, a sort of, you know, a foothold in the movie industry, I think they should have drawn it out uh, to almost like, you know, the first film being about setting the backstory of a lot of the characters, especially from the from the Earth realm, you know, setting those those scenes um, and then building towards into the second movie and then the third movie being like the culmination of the tournament. Exactly like the way I would have done it, exactly what you said. First film could have been Sub-Zero trying to assassinate this guy, which is looks like the plot. The second film could have been the tournament and then the third film could have been the ramifications from the tournament. But... I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm worried that we're going to cram too much into this thing. And I just thought, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, we always, we always joke about it every time we, we recorded an episode. But yeah, you know, I remember the first Mortal Kombat in the arcades. 
And, you know, Kung Lao is, you know, many, many, many games from that original game before he even showed his face. Yet, to be instantly shoved into the film, it just seems like you're bringing characters from different sort of timelines almost. Yeah, I I tell you what, you've got a bit of knowledge, more than what I've got. I, I only played number two briefly. And that was on the SNES. Um, I always thought that Liu Kang was the main character of Mortal well, Kombat. Liu Kang, Liu K- yeah, so Liu Kang is the main character. He's like the the saviour, I think, always from a... So I didn't know who... Who did you mention? Liu? Kung Lao. I don't even know who that is. So Kung Lao I have no idea. Is, is the guy with the uh, bladed, blade-edged hat. She has a hat, like a, a very circular hat with a blade around the edge of it, and he throws it and attacks people with it and cuts them in half with it and things oh. like that. And it, was he in the original game? No, not in the, right, not in the okay. first one. Definitely right, okay. not. And I don't even think he was in the second one. That's that's why I've got this impression that Liu Kang is the main, the main well, Liu guy. Kang, yeah, Liu Kang is definitely the main man. So you've got Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They have to be in there. Raiden's got to be in there. Um, you know, Shang Tsung. But then, you know, like, Goro, I think he was... Probably MK2, I don't know. I mean, I'm going back a long time. Here, I, th- so. I think he was too, yeah. I think so, he you know, anyone who can tell me otherwise, fine. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, an encyclopedia of Mortal Kombat, but I also, Mylena was in there. Yes, yeah, she was. Yep. She was licking uh, katanas at some point in the trailer. Her teeth didn't look quite what she looks like in the game, but, you know, I think, you know, I've seen some of the best cosplay in the world of Mylena and it never looks good. So oh, nice. I think they've done right there by sort of making her a little bit more human. But, you know, you're going to have Reptile. Reptile should be in there. Reptile yeah, was in some of the other games. I tell you what, now that you mentioned Reptile, the, the beauty of Google on your phone is I've just Googled the characters in MK2. So we've got the top, Baraka. Baraka, yeah. So Baraka's yep. got a mouth very similar to what Mylena had. So I had Jax. like Blades and stuff. Jax obviously yep. is in the movie. Sonya Blades in the movie. Yep. Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage must be in there somewhere. Katana. Katana. Uh, yep. Yeah, so Blue, I think Katana is. Yep. So we've got Kong Lu and Liu Kang. Kung Lao. So Kung, Kung Lao was in two, was there? He was in two, he was, was he? He was, yes, he was ah, indeed. Okay, I thought it was a lot later than that, so yes, fair enough. Yes, um, Malina. Katana, Katana... Mylene is the one that's got the uh, scimitars, I think they're called. Could be wrong. Mm. Um, you know, like forks, yep. blades. Um, can't remember if Mylene had the fans with the blades on. Can't remember now. Mm. Sort of going back to that. But I just it just seemed like they were building this story at the beginning of the trailer. And then all of a sudden it was like, right, let's shove everyone into the film. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's you know, the... if you liken it to Godzilla, which is another universe that we like, and obviously we've got, you know, Kong versus Godzilla coming out soon, um, in March actually. Um, you know, it'd be like a Godzilla film having every single monster in the first film. Exactly. Which exactly. just for me doesn't really make sense. And I, I had a bit of a look actually before we uh, before we started. So Mortal Kombat. Uh, this new movie 
I believe is being launched April 16th and it's going to be a sort of dual release with the cinema and HBO Max at the same time. Right, okay, so possibly that could be something on the Sky Store over here, possibly. Yeah, so I think that's yep. what happened with Wonder Woman. Yep. Uh, 1984, <laughs> definitely. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's quite pricey on there, to be honest, when you re- when you rent it. Yep. I'll pick it up, though. I'll well, pick this up. I will. I mean, I can understand why they charge what they charge, because they have no control over how many people are sat in the room watching it, although we okay. shouldn't be mixing. But, you know, a lot of people do what they want. Yeah, <laughs> As exactly. we know. Exactly. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, yep, that's the big loser. Ticket, and that's the big loser at the moment, cinemas. And yeah. um, unfortunately, yep. all the rest of it are losing out on. And, you know, fingers crossed. Um, I do hope the cinema business, I know I'm going off track here a little bit, but I do hope the cinema business gets back to what it was. Because you can't be going to the cinema. It's, it's, it's just a... If you go, if you're into movies, it's it's just a really brilliant experience, and you know, fingers crossed for that industry. I'm yeah, praying well, for you guys. The, uh, praying for you. I had the infinity thing for the Odeon at one point. Um, when uh, Lindsay, my wife, used to work retail at the weekends and stuff, and before I had the dog, I used to uh, sometimes spend all Saturday pretty much sat in the pictures. <laughs> I'd work out the schedule. Back to back, see if there's any good movies on, and I'd be in there all day. I like it. So, you know, I I, I enjoy the cinema. I think, you know, they still need to, uh, for my personal opinion, again, address the uh, the price of food in the pictures. I think it's absolutely extortionate. It's a joke, you know. You know, really but is. they take advantage, don't they? Oh, of course. You've you got all the rest of it, but you're gonna pay the most out, expensive yeah, drink in the world. Exactly, you've got to pay it. You have, mate, you have. So, I think, you know, I'm like you. I'm, I hope it's going to be good. You know, we say this about a lot of things at the moment, that we hope they're going to, you know, do justice to, you know, the universe that they're drawing from. But when a film, to me, is cramming so much into a trailer or the first movie, it's almost screams like desperation for me. Yeah. I just okay. hope that isn't the case. There's one thing we can agree on, though, and it cannot be worse than the second Mortal Kombat film that come out. It cannot be worse than that. No, and there's one thing for sure, it can definitely not be worse than the Street Fighter movie. Oh, 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 oh Van Damme. Oh. And do you know what? Do you know <laughs> That film, that that franchise, right? I love to see a, a, a film like that. I love to see maybe an animation. I think animation for Street Fighter. I think that'd be a really good, proper big budget animation. I, I love that. Um, yeah, and I think you know the thing about the Mortal Kombat movie as well is, you know, how far will they go with the you know like the fatalities and things like that because. They are very visceral, very well, intense. It doesn't let the holding back from the trailer. Separates that to all other games out there. Yeah, I don't think they're going to hold back. I think they, it's it's a, it's already rated eighteen, isn't it? Mature, so I, I I've got no worries about that. I think they're going to go for it. I think the trailer was just a little peek. I think they're going to really, yeah. really go for it on this film. 
I hope so. I hope so. And for anyone who's listening, I've got a bit of a of, of a of a quiz stroke challenge for you, and that is see how many times throughout this episode I say you know. Put it on Twitter, and whoever gets the closest will uh, will sort out a little prize because I know I do say it an awful lot. And it's a great time for us to drop in a little word from our sponsor. We might talk shite, but sure as hell, we wouldn't promote shite. So here's a shout out to our sponsor, SerpentForge.com, an independent men's jewellery brand based in Sydney, Australia. SerpentForge.com focus on producing nothing but the finest and unique rings and pendants from 100% sterling silver and gold, influenced by Aztec, Mayan, Greek and Asian mythology. So check out SerpentForge.com today using our special promotion code 15FORGE to save 15% on your entire order. Welcome back. So, there we go. That's the Mortal Kombat movie, like I say. Hopefully, hopefully, it will not blow up in our face and let us down, Dan. I hope not. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. BlizzCon. BlizzCon. So, I mean, obviously, with everything being online at the moment, we have to sort of take all these uh, events with a pinch of salt. I do think oh, that's uh, my phone. I should have put that on uh, silent. Schoolboy error there. That that sounded five like pound nurse- five pound five. That sounded like a nursery rhyme. That one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like me rounding up one of the. Uh, <laughs> they called now the things that spin round that you put over a cot yeah what they call oh I, I should know that that's so embarrassing you know uh, what I'm mobile about, mobile mobile yes <laughs> it was a mobile a mobile phone um so yeah blizzcon online little bit impersonal obviously all pre-recorded a little bit canned yes I'll go through all the different things that were, were sort of shown on there. So, bit of Diablo 4. Obviously, it was the main event, I think. But from my opinion, it was anyway. I'm sure other people will disagree with me. And again, you know, fire your views and opinions over on Twitter. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Um, you know, Diablo 4, Diablo 2 Resurrected. You know, let's not call it remastered. Let's call it Resurrected because we don't want it to fall into that you know, catalogue of all the other games that are being remastered at this moment in time. Bit of an update on Overwatch 2. Hearthstone, a new sort of dungeon stroke uh, pack that's come out for that, which is forged in the Barrens. And we've got World of Warcraft Shadowlands with a new patch. And then there was the thing that, to be honest, I've never known them to be overly, shall we say, well known for and that is an arcade collection i personally yes could not tell you right now any famous arcade game that is blizzard yeah like if, if someone says to me arcade collection i think ghosts and ghouls ghouls and goblins whatever it was well there's certain there's certain like but it, software I, companies isn't yeah, it that you think of exactly i would not think of uh, and they're not one of them blizzard. no 100 percent, no chance 
So you like you know we harken back to the Mortal Kombat thing. I think that was originally a claim. Might have been a claim games uh, back in the day. I'm sure someone would tell me otherwise. But a claim was like a big arcade one. We had Midway. We had Ocean Games. Atari, obviously. Atari. Sega. Um, Capcom. You know, numerous other software companies before I would ever think of Blizzard. Exactly. So what that um, arcade collection is going to be, I'm not 100% sure. Is there a list of it anywhere, Dan? Uh, I will try and get it up while we are uh, chatting away. But Get up, that's that. let's have a look at that. But the, the main event, like I say, from my side was Diablo 4, which they showed us quite a little bit around one of the new classes. They showed us a bit of gameplay. And I think one of the things that split a lot of the audience in and around that was around the fact that they was very open in the fact that they didn't give a shit about whether certain overpowered um, classes, i.e. the new rogue class, was overpowered and could potentially break the game. It was almost like, well, so what? Mm. They mentioned <laughs> they mentioned that it can, as a character, it could teleport to almost like a different realm. So if you think a little bit like the game The Medium, where you've got two unit like two different worlds running at the same time, so it can the rogue class can go into the shadow plane, and then basically travel around the map and just pop up all of a sudden, and then kill everybody. And is this included in the base game, or is this going to be an add-on? So, well, I mean, oh, Diablo, please don't be an add-on. I think it will be. Know. It will be the base game. Yeah, I believe it. You will. Can't see them doing that as like a, you know, disguising yeah. it as a free-to-play. No, uh, Diablo I, never has been. Yeah, I, I believe it's quite loot-driven, and there has been. There was at one point a real-world money mechanism that was in it that they got absolutely destroyed for. Uh, I believe that was on Diablo 3, and then they had to sort of patch that out of the game and change it all. Well, they need a way to do it for the next one, because if, if I'm if I'm at Blizzard, I'm thinking this next Diablo, uh, Diablo it's got to be a games as a service. It's got to, it's got to have seasons, it's got to have new content, so they're going to have to find a way. They'll, they'll just copy everything else. Well, they do there. do that. They do do that anyway. They do it with Diablo 3. I mean, people are still playing Diablo 3 now. Yeah, and it's been out a very long time. I mean, let's have a have a quick look at that. I mean, I think you know the first time when was Diablo three released? No, Diablo three released it. And I tell you what, why are you just doing that? So it's nearly ten years old. It will be ten years old as a game before Diablo falls out. Because another key thing that was um, missing or a common trend or thread across all of this was. No release dates. Pretty much everything they talked about, I'm pretty sure, had no release dates associated with it. So they talked about Diablo 4, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Overwatch 2, they mentioned about some new levels and the new story mode coming to it. Um, The Hearthstone thing might have had a release date on it, but I didn't see it, I'll be honest with you. I did used to have a bit of an interest in Hearthstone, but it is very much... Um, a money-driven game. It's a card game. So you're buying these fictitious packs, unpacking them, 
and then oh look at that you got a nice shiny one and you got this and you got that and it's just to me unless you remortgage your house uh, to invest into these packs of cards you can't really compete so i like the mechanism i like the way that it works but i just don't like the way it's been monetized and again it's like another game that i absolutely detest which is fifa ultimate team but let's not get into that and then shadowlands sorry go on dan i was going to say just a little quick note what you say before <clears throat> i think the industry's set gold standard for not giving release dates anymore I think the, the and obviously it's to do with COVID. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Let's not be too harsh on them. But that that little um, no release date, I'm telling you, it's becoming more and more common. And I find it frustrating. It annoys the shit on me because I see a really good game and I'm like, fuck, I want to play this thing. And I, I will want to play this, this new uh, Diablo. Um, so it is a bit frustrating, but I let them off. Why not? But it is, it's definitely becoming... It's definitely all I, over I there now. I them off because they've always been like that. <laughs> to be oh. honest, Blizzard have been well known for not giving dates for stuff anyway. So. Uh, well, it can't be it can't be as bad as the last BlizzCon where they announced the mobile game as the big surprise and the audience turned on them. <laughs> it can't yes. be that bad. Yes, yeah, so they went, well, as of, haven't you all got mobile phones? It, it's the fact that they actually um, they tried to joke about it. It was like the wrong. St- well, to be honest with you, as a business person, as a guy who works for a company, you you've got to joke about it. You got to try and push it under the rug, aren't you? But I was thinking, fucking nerve on you. It's fucking it's shit. A bit, that it's a bit of a it's, dig, weren't it? Really? What a shite annou- announcement that was. And you had, you have the nerve to just carry on like it was. Um, ah, don't worry about it. It's, yeah, you'll like it. We'll make you like it. But true. Very true. I mean, the one thing that I did like is about Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'd never played Diablo 2. I'll be honest with you, I sort of got into Diablo, Diablo 3. I played that to death. And then the seasons thing just really didn't rub with me because it was all the same levels over and over again. and didn't really catch me in the same way that Destiny 2 has. So I sort of left that a long time ago. But I did play it on, on the Xbox um, so again, people probably want to kill me for the fact that I played it on the uh, on the console rather than the PC. But I do have the PC copy of it, and I did play it on there before getting it for the Xbox. And I also like StarCraft as well. But again, you know, we haven't seen anything from StarCraft for a long time. In fact, it wasn't even mentioned. So going back to Dan earlier, this mega famous list of games that. Um, blizzard are well known for in relation to the world of arcade yes let me just bring it up you're going to be blown away by by the name of these games so lost vikings wow never fucking heard of it yeah rock and roll racing shit no never fucking heard of it well rock and roll racing does ring a bell but i couldn't tell you what what actually there is about it and then the third and final one on the list, because obviously you don't want to release too many games in this massive arcade collection. No, of course. You don't, want, you don't want to dilute it, of course. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Blackthorn. Never heard of it. Right. And do you know what? It tells you an awful lot about these games and how you know massively popular they are and how all the young people these days are going to know what these games are with the fact that on the website in the article where they're talking about it, 
there's learn more buttons specifically about those games well i think i'll be giving that one a miss to be honest with you Paul. yeah i'm just watching it now and it just looks uh just looks a bit weird may i just uh ask you a quick question can you hear my wife in the background <laughs> no i cannot that's good unfortunately <laughs> i can <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> oh, anyway anyway so i four for me i'm really looking forward to it but i felt a little bit underwhelmed about what they showed did did, did they like show the, did sorry Stu, did did the show any more than this rogue trailer or was that literally the only bit of gameplay they showed no they did a bit of a deep dive into the rogue class, which did look interesting. But when I watched it, it did look like it was getting its head kicked in an awful lot and looked like it had far better health and stamina than it should have. So it's a bit uh, OP. When, yeah, when usually you've got such a a fast attacking class, they're usually not very good at taking damage, are they? It's like get in there, do a bit of summer, and then get out. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're not going to be quick like a ninja and be a tank yeah. at the same time, are you? For anyone who may or may not know what I'm talking about, I think they had God Mode enabled for doing the uh, the videos. Well, I hope they stated that on the video because that's false advertising, right? Uh, yeah, but I think I think a lot of companies do do it though. You know, when they want to show gameplay after they don't die halfway through it. Oh, let's 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 not get into um, gameplay demos, do Or we'll be just talking about Ubisoft all night. Yes, we will be <coughs> Watchdogs, but you Ubisoft <laughs> Watchdogs. Um, <laughs> or we'd be getting into you know some of the PlayStation uh, demos that have been out over the years, where you know to show you how wonderful a game's going to look, and then guess what? Isn't anything like that when it actually comes out. And there was that um, Killzone demo. Anyone remember Killzone demo that was shown off? Where it was actually CGI, and they actually showed it off and said, this is what the game's going to look like. And uh, yes, I think the rest is history on that one because it looked absolutely nothing like it. But from a Diablo 4 point of view, I think the new class looked good. It was interesting. I like to they're showing the horses and how, you know, rather than being able to fight while you're on the horse, they have like a special dismount attack mode, which was quite good, almost a little bit like a Streets of Rage special. Yeah, so, you know, like when you press your buttons and then rocket launchers happen yes. and all this stuff comes piling in. So Great game on Xbox Game Pass, by the way, if anyone's doesn't know what we're talking about go and check it's it out it's game. get it on it get it played me and, and Stu have completed that the yep. rage games get them as well yeah you were saying um, Dan, before yeah so i was saying um obviously pick up that game me and Stu have played it all the way through we, we loved it um Stu, i just wanted to ask as well because i know uh, diablo is your 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 gig as Fortnite is to me, and I know you absolutely slagged the shit out of me for it, but, you know, oh, I, <laughs> I still stand proud. And um, I bought a Tron <laughs> skin the other day. I bought a Tron skin the other day. It was really good. Um, so, right, Stu, wow. did they <laughs> even have the, uh, you know, the little ring they have in the back as the um, the axe? It was really good. Um, I know, obviously, you're looking at me like, well, Belland. But um, 
going back to Diablo, did they mention anything about the PvP that's coming out? So number four. They didn't. I didn't see much about that, other than that they're not bothered about if the new class is overpowered when it comes to PvP. Do you think the PvP is going to end up something like a Dota? Um, to be honest, it, it could be that very, very easily because, you know, it's a massive open world game. Um, well, not an open world game, but there's massive maps. The maps are quite big. So you'll have like a level, which is quite huge, and you tend to just sort of have a, to a degree, you sort of driven through it, through like little towns and villages, and then there'll be enemies that you've got to take out, and then there's dungeons within those maps. But then sometimes there's like massive open maps, a little bit like, I would say if you took, did you ever play Command and Conquer? Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Like, so like, like Windows 95 or whatever it was. Map, but like Dota type gameplay over the top of it. Imagine it a bit like that. Right. That's what Diablo's like. So you could imagine that in theory, they could drop multiple people in on multiple territories within that map. They did when they first showed, actually not on this BlizzCon, but the first time that they actually showed Diablo 4 off, they did show about the multiplayer but yep. not necessarily against other players. So they showed like collaboration where they were going to have like raid bosses. So a little bit like public events in uh, Destiny. So you could be playing the game with other people in like a hub area. And then within that hub area, they may have a public event that pops up or a raid boss. And then you could all steam in there and set that boss out and get better loot and stuff which i quite like the idea of it that looked quite good yep uh they showed that there's uh multiple tiers to traverse in the map now so you can actually jump from higher ground rather than having to walk all the way around so you could potentially like there could be bosses uh, sorry enemies on a lower bit of the ground you could jump off a cliff and then do a special attack and attack them as you you know traversing the map so i thought that was quite good Added some verticality to the game, which you didn't have before. It was very flat. You had to go up and down staircases or up and down paths. You couldn't just suddenly jump off. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, we just need more. More of the game for me. Um, Overwatch 2. Yeah. Never really got into Overwatch. I did have a play of it when it first came out and it just wasn't for me. Too yeah. cartoonish for me. Gotta be honest with you. And then Hearthstone, like I said, it's this massive, you know, almost pay to win. FIFA Ultimate Team is the, you know, the biggest thing I could liken it to in the way that the money works within it. You're buying these packs, and within that pack, you might get one card that you actually don't need. Um, World of Warcraft. My feelings on that. If you haven't been a massive player on World of Warcraft for a long period of time to get into that game, you know, cold, it's nigh on impossible. And again, I, I had a go at it. Um, apart from the fact that you've got 55 million buttons that you've got to try and work out. Um, also, the game feels a bit, a bit behind right. because it's so popular. The, the engine hasn't been massively updated, so you, you expect it to look better than it is because whenever you see anything about World of Warcraft advertised, 
it's all CGI. It's all pre-rendered video. You never see the actual gameplay nine times out of ten. So you have this perception in your mind that the game's better visually than it is. And when you yep. come into it, you're a little bit like, hmm, what the fuck's this? <laughs> yep. Which is how I felt when I, when I tried to get in it. And then the arcade collection, lazy fucking cash grab because, you know, what the fuck have they done in the arcade as far as I'm concerned that is worth spending any money on. <laughs> yep. So that's my thoughts about it. Um, I may check out Diablo 2 Resurrected because, like I said, I never played Diablo 2. So watch this space on that one. Any yep. thoughts from you? Have you just watched a couple of the videos, or yeah, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass on pretty much most of what they announced. Yeah. I'm not I'm not really a Blizzard guy. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. The, the one thing I I, I I would like to make a note on, like, man, it sucks not being like having an audience there and having a presentation. Bloody hell, God, I miss E3 or some kind of audience. It's shit. And don't get me wrong, they, they do a, these companies do a great job with the, the presentation and the, the, how, the, how it looks, it comes across, but it's not the same, man, is it? It's not, no. I don't like this pre-recorded stuff online. I don't really I don't really feel engaged the same, you know, like the Nintendo Directs and the State of Play from Sony. I just file them really impersonal and really wooden. Um, they're never real people interviewing the people from the game companies it's very scripted very controlled um and you know in relation to e3 i think e3 is going to have a hard time surviving i believe e3 this year is going to be all digital again yeah but more importantly there is a rumor circulating that before e3 there is going to be a microsoft event focusing on the bethesda acquisition and what it means for the games moving forward on the platform. Yep. So and that, that should is... be... That's something uh, I will be really interested in. But just just quick one on Microsoft. Do you think their main E3... I Well, I, I'm asking you this, but I'm just stating my opinion. But I believe that everything Microsoft are going to show is going to be Xbox exclusive Game Pass. I don't think they're going to show any third-party stuff. Well, they're getting to a point where going to the point where they don't, they don't need, going to. To need to lean yeah. on it as heavily as they have done historically. Um, I think whether they're going to have as much ready to show as they would like to have from the first-party studios, I don't know. But then, you know, the own Zenimax and Bethesda, you know, obviously the ink's still drying on the contract and they can't really talk about it until it's all final, final, but that will put them in a very strong position and there's still rumours circulating that they're potentially buying another company. Yep. You know, for me, I'd like them to buy Sega. That's my personal opinion. Um, you know, there's a lot of good studios at the Warner Brothers one. I think if they could do that, that would be amazing. But... I don't know, it's the size of that acquisition alongside Bethesda. I don't know. I don't know how it would work, but we talked about it before, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because we've been there a long, 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 long time. So, like I say, 
hopefully, I believe the rumour is that this event's going to be in March some point. Yep. And hopefully they'll have something exciting to show us. I think the the thing that I'm interested in seeing is this new Starfield game. Quite yep. interested as to what that is. Uh, I hope it's got a lot more to show than the so-called leaked uh, game uh, screenshot. Yep. Because it looked like it didn't really show anything. It's a bit shit, to be honest. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's wait and see. And, I, you know, when it comes to E3, if there's something I'd like to see more of E3, because, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 ain't coming anytime soon, even though they showed a trailer for it. If they could show, like, Elden Ring or Avowed, those yep. two things would scratch an itch for me. Yep. Anything in particular for E3 for you? Oh no! I I want to see um I want to see I want to see a good portion. Well, not a good portion. I want to see a good portion of a level of good Halo. Good portion. I want to see a good portion of a level from Halo. I want them to show us. I want them to come out here, show all these bellands on Twitter who, who like to gob off and think the mint and the keyboard. Go out there, smash it, show them that this game is fucking mint. I love, I love a little bit of uh, multiplayer. I doubt we'll get it, but I'll hope I'll, I'll be happy with a single player Halo. Just shows what that game is capable of. Because I'm telling you, they, they've got to nail it. The reputation's on the line. And to be honest with you, I'd love to see a bit more. Um, I just see. Do you know what? I I quite like my little indie stuff. Like do you know, like my little um, Streets of Rage stuff like that. When you're engaged on a big game, Dan, it, it's hard to to allocate the time. And obviously at the moment we've all got a lot of fucking time, but I'm just saying that's my that's my only thing with the indie games. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see something. I mean yeah. obviously me and you want the ascent. Yes, we do. Please more stuff on Twitter. Well, you know, if you are listening, um Neon Giant. Stop fucking teasing us on Twitter, yeah. right? And let us know when the game's coming out. Exactly. I'm going to tweet to you, and please reply because it's, it's rude if you don't. Like, come on, yeah. give us a bone. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, quick, quick wish list. Um, I want to see some DLC for Battletoads, even though it drove me fucking nutty that game. It I died so many times. DLC, uh, DLC for Streets of Rage. Um, I want to see Halo. I want to see Forza, and I want to see. I want. I want. Is this a little bit too much trash for? But imagine if we got Fable demo. But oh. I think it might be a bit too soon. I, I forgot about that, mate. But I but think imagine. I would literally, I would literally come in my pants if I saw that. I cannot wait for that game to come out. <laughs> <laughs> a third-person RPG. It's gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. I, I, yep. Yeah. I mean, I love the Fable universe. You know, I've played every single one of those games to death. To death. So, you That's know, so. Is, uh, you know, they've over-promised and under-delivered, as people keep saying. I've been happy with all of them. You know, they've not been like yep. Mass Effect. Mass Effect lost its fucking way, you know. Um, and to be honest, Bioware lost its fucking way. And if they could... You know, if Microsoft could get Bioware out of EA's grubby little fucking hands, I think we'd have a chance of seeing some decent games. 
But unfortunately, EA's got them and they're never going to fucking let them go. So, fuck EA. All, all the games from them are fucked. Oh, just, just, I don't even like talking about that company. Exactly. Exactly. So, we will leave that there as we dovetail into another word from our sponsors. When things seem too good to be true, they usually are. But not this time. We are sponsored by Printry. Printry, I hear you ask. Yes, that's right, Printry. Printry is a family-owned business based in Manchester selling managed printer hardware and supplies. They disrupt the market with their fresh approach to corporate and social responsibility. So no more streaky, colourless printing. Hit up Printry today. And what's this? 20% off your first order when you quote three monkeys? Yes, that's right. Printry are offering you 20% off your first order if you quote three monkeys. So don't delay. Contact Printry today on 01706-489-359 or three monkeys at printtree.co.uk that's 01706 489 359 or three monkeys at printtree.co.uk so covered mortal combat we've covered blizzcon but we have not covered the biggest news story of the week i have been waiting for this my entire life i i cannot wait till you're gonna say this just just spill it Stu. just spill so it. following episode six of the three northern monkeys podcast kim kardashian has filed for divorce from kanye west dan what is the latest news on kim's obviously unbridled love for you <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Um, I have to admit, Stu, I'm absolutely delighted. <laughs> I'm over the moon. Um, nah, look, look, we have a we have a joke about this every week, but man, that's whew. yeah. Apparently, divorce speculation had been mounting for weeks. Well, this is this is what I mean. Like, obviously, they got through the Christmas period. Obviously, obviously there was some family issues going on, but I'm I'm telling you, Stu, as soon as I mentioned on this podcast, these rumors started happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm reading here on uh, BuzzFeed News that you know she's on the cusp of breaking her social media silence after officially filing for divorce from Kanye. So. Hopefully, well, you know, she, she might she might just start spilling the beans, Dan. Well, that's what I mean. She's she's obviously got to a point now where it's been out in the news. She feels comfortable coming out. She's she, you know it's the time's right, and you know I'll be I'll be I'll be rooting for her. And we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what she says. It will be very interesting. Well, it will. You know, I mean, obviously. That lawyer's going to have a very nice payday when that's sorted out. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Aren't they, they're both worth like a billion quid anyway, aren't they? So I would hate to think oof. how much that lawyer's... 
I bet when they got that phone call, they were just sat there with the calculator going, uh, and then, just hold the line a minute, Mrs. Kardashian. Tracy, Tracy, this calculator has not got enough zeros on it. I cannot calculate the bill. You could well I tell. I need a bigger calculator. You can, you can imagine after lockdown in America, they're going to throw one massive fucking Christmas party, aren't they? And it's going to be fucking epic. Joe, <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, just a quick one. Be party time. Just a quick one. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to go to one of these like office Christmas parties where they just have it in the office in the skyscrapers? I hope they like the films because they're, they're fucking epic. What, you mean the Wolf of Wall Street one? <laughs> yeah, but there's there's another film as well. I can't remember what it was in. It was something on Netflix. I don't know, but yeah. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I'll be um. I'll be, I'll be wow. thinking of Kim this week and, you know, good luck to her. You know, I, I mean, she might not have been, you know, she might have a word to say with the fact that you sort of linked it maybe a bit early on on the last episode of the podcast. Well, I hope I hope we don't get, you know... Well, I hope leg- we don't get legal, but... yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't use the terms, did I? I just, I didn't use any kind of terms. I didn't, you know, you can't... I, I didn't say anything. Season desist order. <laughs> might not make it to episode ten when our next guest comes on. <laughs> we'll have to get our legal team on it. <laughs> yeah, so. what legal team? Amy and Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, there. Absolutely. So, watch this space. We look forward to hearing more soon from and, um, Mrs. Kardashian. Fingers crossed. Um, once she does this statement and she gives us a shout out uh, any new listeners listeners to the podcast we come to you every single week and um yeah we just hope we can brighten your day up brighten your week up absolutely absolutely so watch this space you could just wait one second because i'm getting my the day by uh my penelope my miniature sausage dog so just bear with me one second while i sort this out Okie dokie, my wing girl is now sorted, Penelope, who love, lives on my desk here in her little basket. She's got a new basket this weekend, actually. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> my miniature uh, dash hound got a new basket this week from Gordon Riggs in Walsden. And it's, uh, you might you might know the brand, it's uh, Jules, it's called. And it was just, it's just quality. Quality, it's £40. And uh, obviously, with being a sausage dog, what other colour do you go for other than mustard? You've got to go for mustard, haven't you? You've got to, haven't you? It's, 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 and she, it's and just she loved it. Low. Yeah. So, Penelope's review is uh, 10 out of 10, uh, and it's a must-buy for exactly. any. So, there you go, Penelope. So, let's finish on, and I did touch on it a little bit at the beginning of the uh, the podcast, How's my week been? How have I been feeling? So, for those who don't know, which is probably everybody who's listening to this, I went for my COVID jab. 
this past weekend and it was just uh, actually in the local village where I live at the sports centre and believe it or not I was in and out in 10 minutes I could not believe it so you have to queue up outside with your masks on all two metres apart and then as you come in they sort of hand sanitise everything and then they give you a little bit of an information pamphlet and then you've got a little bit of a queue two metres apart so you get into the main gymnasium then ask you a lot of stupid questions like are you allergic to this or allergic to that i mean it's not stupid questions but you feel like they are um you know can you stand on one leg put your finger on your nose and all that good stuff go through all that and then once you've done that straight in out comes the needle bang in your arm and then the only thing outside of that once you've had that done and they give i think oh yeah they give you another pamphlet because obviously the first pamphlet wasn't enough so you get another pamphlet and you get a card where it says what jab you've had, which I had the Oxford AstraZeneca jab, just for anyone who was interested. They give the date and everything on it and where it was done and what GP surgery and everything you registered to. And then they just say, have you uh, driven here or have you walked? Well, was that close? I walked. So because I'd walked there, I was allowed to go straight away. If you've driven, they recommend that you wait about 15 minutes so before you get in your car and drive just in case you know funny blood pressure maybe an allergic reaction or anything like that so you just sit and wait for 15 minutes and then off you pop and i didn't see anybody there having any funny reactions um and i don't think there was injecting with me with a microchip or anything like that to follow me around and know what i'm doing because to be honest you know we've all got a microchip with us 24-7 it's called a mobile phone so you don't need to worry about having these so-called fake news stories about having microchips injected into your arm and this that and the other so i had that sorry to prattle on a bit but i'm just going to tell you a little bit about how the day rolled out for all these people who've maybe got concerns about having it done and i'll be honest with you dan i was a little bit 50 50 i wasn't too sure do you know what i mean yeah i don't know how you felt about getting it done no um to be honest with you i'm i'm one of these people where i don't really tend to worry about something until the last minute and sometimes that gets me in trouble and sometimes it doesn't get me in trouble <laughs> uh but I, I can be quite laid back but I, i'll be honest with you really? yeah surprisingly so well laid back is in like i don't i don't i choose not to worry about things till the last minute and then it blows, no up, blows up in my face but in, in terms of the vaccine no I, I i i i've always said to myself that i'll get it um um yeah it, 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 it might go wrong you, you might have side effects but to be honest with you i've never had those thoughts and um i i'd get it 100 i wouldn't even i wouldn't even uh have a second thought i'll just yeah, go like and get I said, it i mean i i was 50 50 better and and believe it or not about a week ago, I was actually talking to some one, one of the people that I know locally, local mate, uh, about the job, and he was like, "Oh, you know." To be honest, you know, I don't know. He's not a flat earther, but you know what I say by he's a bit of a flat earther. He's going about all these like conspiracies and stuff. Oh well, you know, apparently they're injecting you with chips and this and I was like, "Well, I think that's a lot of rubbish." I said, and not only that, I said, you know, they can track us anywhere, so you know whatever 
And I was, even that day, I was a bit like, mm, I don't know, you know, when it comes up, I think I'll probably go for it, but I'm still a bit 50-50. And it was literally that, literally when I got back from being out on, on a bit of a walk up the canal that I got the text to say, contact your GP for your, for your jab. So I just thought, you know what, I'm on it. You know, because if you don't get it done there and then, who knows when you will get it. So, and, and my two parents had had it as well, and a few other people that I know had had it done. Although they had the um, provisor, not the Oxford AstraZeneca, which then leads into the fact that after having it done, obviously a bit of a sore arm because they've stuck a needle in it. Anyone who's ever had, you know, flu jab or whatever, they're going to know that your arm's always a little bit sore after someone's jabbed a, a needle in it. So I felt pretty much fine all day. Not a problem at all. Thought, oh, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Went to bed and then woke up in the middle of the night, shivering and shaking like a shiting dog. Um, you know, literally felt totally warm, apart from my head. That was the only thing that was above the duvet. I felt, felt absolutely freezing. I was like curled up in a ball, shivering. So walked the wife up to get me a, a blanket so I could cover my head up and just totally cocoon myself. Um, sort of sweated it out, I think, because then I woke up probably, I don't know, about another hour or so later, uh, absolutely red hot. And also, you know, positive, negative side effects here. I don't know. Felt like waking the wife up because... I had the most raging erection I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I actually felt like oh, I felt like my dick was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> I should have didn't put a bit of Viagra in there for you, or what? I think that. I think, <laughs> don't waste it. Don't I, think, it <laughs> I think that doctor at your GP is your best mate. I think he's done you a favour there, mate. <laughs> Telling you. Fucking hell, it felt, it felt like, it felt massive. It felt about two inches, it did. I literally felt like it was going to fucking explode. I kid you not. <laughs> fucking, what's that about? But I bet I you've felt, not had that since you was a teenager, have you? I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that fucking old, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, eventually fell back asleep. Once I'd knocked it off. No, I hadn't really. <laughs> and, uh, woke up the next day and just felt battered, really. You know, sore eyeballs, aching, aching muscles, aching joints, but not 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 debilitating. Do you know what I mean? Just like, like I say, I'd liken it to flu. Yeah. Very much like flu. But still got out that day, had a walk. Got out and about, felt a bit tired. Yep. Couldn't be asked. Um, but managed to get through the day, you know, wasn't dying. Didn't need to get an ambulance set or anything. And then went to bed last night, woke up today, fresh as a daisy. So that's, that's really positive, that. Exactly. So that's for all really these good. people out there that are sort of a little bit, you know, nervous about it and stuff, you know. Take it or leave it. You know, go for it. I, I, I can't guarantee that you're not going to have some allergic reaction. If you're somebody who's allergic to things like the flu jab or some of the things, then, you know, make them aware of it. Check into that. Don't just go into things blindly. 
there's nothing wrong with being cautious. There's nothing wrong with being prepared, but, you know, being a little bit crazy about it in relation to, you know, microchips and this, that and the other. Exactly. And, let, and let's be honest with you, if you've been on the fence, in about 20 years when we all turn into zombies or fungi creatures, you're not going to be the only one. We all are going to be fungi creatures. So don't worry about it. you got nothing to worry about. We're all the same. <laughs> no, but see, <laughs> yeah, in the future, I definitely will be because I'll be in the ground with mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a serious note, do you know, do you know what will turn out like? You ever seen the um, atrocious Super Mario movie film? I haven't. I've got oh, to say, right. save myself. I, from that. I will send you a pitch later on, and this is what we're going to turn up to. But no, ser- serious note, we're not going to turn into anything. I think that's that's really good what you said. Like anyone who's on a fence, like. Stu's obviously been 50-50 about it and he's come out fine. He's, you know, like, he, like yeah, he said, if it's, it's anything, about, yeah. The, the, the most nervous thing about it for me, Dan, if I'm honest with you, was the speed of it being developed and then um, cleared. Very fast track, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then also, I don't think it helped the fact that it was in the press about the fact that um, the government had, um, I can't remember the terminology, but they had protected uh, initially the first company that had a vaccine available, which was Provisor. Um, they'd protected them, indemnified them against uh, prosecution. Well, I have to admit, I the think UK that instantly yeah. makes people nervous. The UK government's been very, very at the front of the door when it comes to these vaccine companies and it, 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 it's showing right. yeah it's showing when we when uk is compared to the rest of europe it's it, it, it's, it's crystal clear the the government's banked on these these vaccines and they're obviously in there with these companies yeah and, and do you know what dan i mean people might think that i'm wrong in saying this okay but we've now got a what is it 40 billion 400 billion or whatever it is covid bill that needs paying yep come out of the eu let's do to the eu what the eu would do to us and charge them through the fucking nose for that AstraZeneca vaccine well didn't that didn't that idiot the other week what a ban the vaccine coming over anyway oh honestly that was giving it for free well fuck off because guess what everybody the taxpayers' money has been invested in developing that vaccine. Exactly. So you I don't know. Fucking yeah. payback. Exactly. Fuck so. Payback. Yeah. For the fact that people are out of jobs, right? Businesses are closing, and we've got a fucking debt bill that's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And Europe would fucking charge us. Let me tell you now, if did if did develop this vaccine, and it was the only vaccine available in Europe, and it were in Brussels, and we've now left the EU, they would fuck us. Yeah. So, for it. If you're listening, why the fuck should we yeah. not do it to them? And if you're listening, whatever your fuck your name is, I know you're back down. I know you're back down, but go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck yourself. Get your own shit in order. And the fact that you even suggested that you're going to block it and then have potential millions of people in the UK die because of it, just because you haven't got your shit together in the first place and got enough, it's, a, it's disgusting. And I, I you know, Good luck when the next com- uh, country wants to uh, come out of the EU because it'll come crum- crumbling down, especially with more ones like that at the, at the helm of it. 
I agree, mate. I agree. They've just got to sort it out, haven't they? They have to. It's crazy. It really wasn't a good move, that. But, you know, fair... P- well, even I've just told her to go fuck herself. <laughs> I can't turn around yeah. and say... I can't turn around and say fair play, but she did She did admit, like, she shouldn't have done it. So, let it go. But, yeah, yeah just get, our, get shit in order. Saying that our debt bill has gone up to £2.1 trillion now. And that was of December last year. So there's a few quid there, everybody, that needs paying back. And do you know what? We've got to get it back somehow. So let's... Hey, uh, listen, listen, when when the country's back on its feet again, you know, we're pretty much back to some kind of normality. It's just going to... Honestly, it'll be all worth it. Absolutely. So that, everybody, is a wrap. Thank you.